I can't tell you how fascinated I am, fascinated by what is happening right now involving Israel, Gaza, the Palestinians, the discussions around it. It's going nowhere. You know this is not going to end well. You know this, right? I don't know what people think that one day, do you think that one day Israel is going to say, you know what? We've had it long enough. And I think it's time that we just say, all right, that's enough. Do you think that Gazans, Palestinians are going to say, you know, that October 7th thing was really, I think we really, that was, that was horrific. And you know what? That, that uh, uh, disqualifies us from any kind of two-state solution, any homeland. You know what? That's it. We were clearly in the wrong. We are, and Hamas, you clearly are a terrorist organization, and, and, we, and we will not countenance any more of this discussion. We are not going to talk about, we, 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 we are through with you completely and this entire uh, discussion regarding it. Do you think this is going to happen? Do you, I mean, do you honestly think this is going to end well? What do you think, where do you think this is going? America is joined at the hip with Israel. Always have been. This is our ally. What Israel does, we do. Maybe. I don't know what Biden's doing. Did you see him in his latest? Whatever the hell he's doing, walking around. I just think he, I think he's got the Sicilian flu and he knows they're going to drop the hammer. So he's going to act as, as, as a sheen God as possible. But do you, I know you do. I mean, I asked this question rhetorically. Do you not understand? This is going to end horribly. This is different. The first intifada, second intifada. This is different. This is different. Palestinians, Arabs, Muslims are saying, we are on a roll. We have never had more. We have never had the world behind us like now. Oh, we're not backing down. Oh, no way. We're going to take, we're taking this on the road. And something is going to happen. Something bad. You know it and I know it. Let's talk about this. You ready? Veterans Day. We'll talk about Veterans Day. Let me thank you for joining us. Please let me remind you to subscribe to this channel. Hit that little bell so you're notified of live streams and new videos. Make sure you are you like this video. Like, 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 because we live and die by metrics. But first, my friends, during these weird and tremulous and turbulent times, we must take take uh, note, take care, take take charge of not only our lives, but our finances, our future retirement. And that brings us to this incredibly important sponsor. Dark clouds are gathering as markets shudder. Stocks are sinking, currency stumbling, fear and uncertainty reign. The Middle East, Ukraine, Taiwan, the debt, it's endless. Yet one asset stands firm, gold. In crisis after crisis, gold is there in the background. Its enduring value guards against loss, like a missile shield against incoming. While paper wealth burns, gold persists. Shield your savings against looming threats, war, 
recession, contagion, and avoid the frenzied panic of the unprepared. Take control in the chaos. Fortune favors decisive action. Get hold of gold now before it's out of reach. And right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free five-ounce America the Beautiful coin with every new IRA. Claim your free coin today to secure your financial future. As this new storm gathers, panic looms. And some of the places you were thinking of for your money, well, they don't look so clever anymore. Secure your future against disaster now. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA and claim your free bullion coin today. Go to LionelNationGold.com. That's LionelNationGold.com. LionelNationGold.com, the only gold company I trust. And remember, there's always a risk of investment and there's no guarantee of any kind. He's so correct. So correct. How's everybody feeling today? You feeling good? You feeling okay? You feeling all right? Huh? Are you feeling ready to go? Huh? Are you feeling great? Are you feeling positive? You should be. You're alive, aren't you? You're alive. Isn't that great? Damn right. You're alive. That's the only thing that matters, my friends. It's the only thing that I can tell you. You are alive and that is it. It, but this, oh my God, this story is, am I the only one who understands this? Yes, I am the only one who understands this. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't even know what to tell you. Don't even know where to go. Ralph, Rafael Legonde says, sir, this man we saw this morning, is he the POTUS? I do not know. I do not know. The man that you speak of, I do not know. Look at this. Mike's Watermelons. Juicy, sweet, and refreshing. Mike's Watermelons, your slice of summer perfection. Dive into freshness today. I don't know exactly if this is the season, but hey, thank you, my friend. Thank you. You understand this? Thank you. Gold is better than digital. Oh, well, I'll let you decide that one. I saw something. How many of you wonderful folks saw a debate between that consummate blowhard and idiot, that blatteroon, that jadrool, that blatherskite, that, that, that just this pathetic junk yogurt. Did you see junk with Shmuley Botia who ripped him a new one? Ripped him a new one, sutured it shut, opened it up again, and let him have it. Junk can't debate. He loses his mind. All you have to do is just insult him once, and he loses his mind. How long has this maroon been doing this? How long? And then Anna... Emphysema, whatever her name is, melanoma, whoever this one is, over that thing. I, 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 I can't believe this. This has been on. He's a moron. He can't argue. He loses his mind. You can't lose your mind. Don't you know how to get after? I mean, and I, I've known Shmuley for, for years. Schmoley is a genius. But if I were going to debate Schmoley, 
I would have taken a different tack. I would have done a little homework. But you, you must see this with Piers Morgan. You, you must see this. You must see what I'm talking about. It's the most incredible thing in the world. Now, what are they arguing about? They're arguing about the usual stuff over, over. Yes, Edie, the young turds, uh, Turks. Yes. And he talks about the Armenian. Oh, he got into the Armenian genocide. It was beautiful. All, all he had to do was say, Shmoli, you're talking about the Armenian genocide? Are you trying to bait me? Are you a master debater? Special shout out to Lionel Athletics. Unleash your inner athlete with Lionel Athletics, where style meets performance. Elevate your game, conquer every challenge. Lionel Athletics. Thank you. <laughs> Let me see if I can explain this to you. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Tell me you're listening. Tell me. Okay? Australia, internet went down. People had no money. Now people are demanding cash or gold. Did Are we hearing this? What's happening to our Australia? If this indeed is true, I'm just reading this. Dear God. Dear God. Are you ready? Okay. It's going to go something like this. Folks, we have been at... Remember... I'm 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 the voice of Palestine or or the uh, Arabs or the Muslims or the Gazans or whatever you want, whatever you want to call me. Okay, I say, folks, we have now for seventy five years tried to get through to the rest of the world, explaining our plight, and it has been for naught. It has been a complete and total waste of time. We've tried everything, everything in our power to get our point across. We've tried everything, my friends. We've tried everything. Nothing worked. The first intifada, second intifada, nothing. PLO, FATA, uh, nothing. And so far, the world kind of said, well, that's the way it is. Well, that's how those people are. But on October the 7th, Hamas comes in and does something where we thought, uh-oh, they've done it now. Who's going to see it our way? Who's going to take our side? Who in their right mind is going to take our side? When you have people kidnapped and raped and, and, and just desecrated and defiled, didn't you think that? That's what people thought. There's a whole bunch of people who said, holy shit, this is not good. I don't know who these people were planning all this stuff, setting up cities like this. Hey, Linda Hazlitt. Thank you, Linda. Thank you so much. I don't know who these people are. I don't know who these folks are. But they're not helping our case at all. And you know exactly that's what's going on. You knew exactly that's what was going on. Understand that? By the way, let's celebrate their first super on a live stream. But Lynn, let's give, let's give Lynn a big hand. Her first super on a live stream. Yeah, I like that. Let's celebrate, everybody. 
Well, all of a sudden, something happened. And they said, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It lasted for about 20 minutes. People said, this is most ridiculous, this is terrible. This is god-awful. Damn you, Hamas. Damn you. Remember that? And then, almost as soon as it started, pow! Almost as soon as it started, what the hell was that about? Wow. What was that? What was that? What do you explain? How do you explain this? How? It's the most incredible thing in the world. I couldn't believe it. All of a sudden, people were saying, wait a minute, what about Gaza? And they said, what about Gaza? They said, yeah, what about Gaza? Gaza? There's Edie Crowley. Thank you, Edie. Gaza? You're talking about Gaza? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. They just attacked. Don't, don't you understand? And it, it was like nobody paid attention. Nobody, no, nobody, nobody, nobody paid attention. Nobody. I don't understand what's going. I, 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 I couldn't believe what's going on here. Wait, I said, wait, wait a minute, hold it. And and people were freaked out. They said, this, this can't be. This cannot possibly be. There's no way. There's no way for all of a sudden. For 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 what? You mean to tell me all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there was this change? Yes, this change. Everybody came out of nowhere. And it was the most incredible thing in the world. And then I, I, and I'm serious, and I'm watching this as an observer. I am an observer. That's all I am. That's all I am. I'm an observer. And lo and behold, I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, this, I can't believe what's happening. The tide changed, everything changed, the momentum changed. And all over the world, there it was, out of nowhere, bang! And in New York, Columbus Circle, uh, Grand Central, they're going to be going. They, they, I've heard something about an, an inert grenade or something. They're going. They're telling Jews to shelter in place. Wait a minute. What? What? What happened? What happened? How did you go from Hamas committing barbaric, brutal, savage, absolute, 100% terrorism in its purest sense? You went from that to people said, oh, yeah, but what about God? Then you have you have Israel say everybody, including the UN and others, have said unanimously that Hamas is a terrorist organization. Right, right. And then they turn around and said yes, but everybody from the UN, Human Rights Watch, Amnesty International, and another one that Mearsheimer reminded me of today. I was listening to him said that Gaza is an apartheid state. Well, that doesn't matter. Wait a minute. You just acknowledged the UN that gave you your existence. They're telling us now 
you are in the middle of what amounts to apartheid. We don't recognize. Do you see what's going on? None of this makes any sense. One minute it's this, then it's this. Which side do you want? Which side do you want to take? Who's right? Who's wrong? There isn't, there, it's, it's, I've never seen this before. And it's picking up momentum and it's all over the place. It is all over. I, I can't. And I'm hearing this. And I'm hearing this. And there's one fellow in particular, and I don't want to, I don't want to, um, how do I say this? I don't want to be too, too mean. Well, let me see. I don't want, how do I say this? Because I respect people. Oh, look at this. Carla, the cooking CEO, says we need to consider term limits for Congress and the Senate. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, fresh faces could really shake things up and reduce the influence of career politicians. Age limit for all politicians. Text green game over. Carla, I want to thank you something. Do you believe that it's age? Do you believe that it's age? Do you believe that our problem is that of age? I suggest to you, dear lady, it is not age. It is not age. That is not the problem. Do you know that that uh, Joe Biden, and thank you, by the way. Do you know that Joe, by the way, reputations for you. Do you know that Joe Biden is what, 80? Alan Dershowitz is 85, sharper than ever. Noam Chomsky, who I think died in 1978, but nobody told him, is as lucid as ever. Might not be able to play canasta as well as he used to. Mick Jagger is Mick Jagger is Joe Biden's age. So, so I, I, it's the age. I don't know about age. I don't understand, Carla, about age. I worry about senility. I worry about about uh, febrility, so to speak, febrile. Uh, I look at uh, uh, Fetterman had a stroke, multiple strokes. By the way, he, he's showing this incredible resilience, especially in this pro-Israel movement. But this man, he's a phasic. He obviously, he's got serious, serious problems. He's a young man. He beat Dr. Oz, a Harvard-trained cardiac surgeon who is nowhere to be found right now. Hillary Clinton, Carla. Hillary Clinton, during the course of her uh, moves, she was exhibiting these weird neurological, these fumes. Remember that she was going through this. And uh, do you know that when somebody has seizures, they're always worried about photophobia. Sometimes you might be at a, was it a, at a, a, a Hollywood, uh, a Hollywood, a Broadway show one time. And they had these, they had these uh, warnings outside, these warnings that said, beware. Um, uh, flashing lights and people with epilepsy, people with, with, who are prone to this, you know, be beware, be you know, be aware of this. Um, and it's and she on the night of her nomination, remember that look, remember how her head she did that kind of like the Angelo Bruno look that she wore the Fresnel lenses for diplopia. Remember that the Fresnel lenses. She had Zeiss B uh, lenses. 
for for epilepsy after she took that fall. Uh, the, 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 you know, the, this is nothing to do with age. This is nothing to do with age. This is uh, um, Wilson, Woodrow Wilson, was his wife, Florence, by the way, who am I? No, not Woodrow Wilson. Garfield, um, Harding's wife, Warren Gamaliel Harding's wife. I think she, I think she poisoned him. Anyway, but Wilson had strokes. Ike had, I don't know how many heart attacks. Remember, you smoking four or five packs a day. You, you, you had people. You had uh, Kennedy who had Addison's disease, and that he was he was on meth and Doctor Feelgood. You, you had uh, uh, FDR who had a, who had polio. I don't think that that rendered him mentally. But by the way, in the old days, FDR said, if "You let if you ever show a picture of my my braces, you'll never be on on, on the uh, on the train again with me. You'll you'll never get you'll never have access to me." Of course, there was no internet. There was no. So I don't know about that. Well, let me ask you this, please. It's, it's, it's a very, it's a very good point that Carla, the cooking CEO, by the way, thank you, brings up. What what happens if somebody is prone to mental illness, mental depression, alcoholism, teetering? Somebody who was an alcoholic, somebody who who suffers from uh, borderline disorder. I mean, are we going to? By the way, the Twenty Fifth Amendment is something which is important. Twenty Fifth Amendment is something which, which, which is at least the vehicle to remove, to provide for the expurgation and the bodlerization and the amendment, not amendment, the e m e n d, the ablation of people who are. But do you think that maybe, maybe in this particular case, it might be a good idea for there to be some form of a of a, of a review? I don't like. Anything that subverts the franchise. Term limits are one thing. Age, uh, I don't know. But if you want to do age, I mean, you 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 could do this. I don't know why age, yes, 100 years old, I think might be a bit of a problem. But I want to do as little as possible to allow people to, or to, to allow anything to interrupt with the particular franchise. But I thank you for that. But let me see if I can explain this again to you. There is going to be something drastic. If you think, if you think Hamas, if if you think Hezbollah, if you think they're going to sit back and say, look, haven't we done enough? Haven't we done enough? Haven't we made our point? No, they're not going to do this. They smell blood. They smell victory. They smell changes. This is something we've never seen before. You've got Israel right now for the first time in really, I mean, I've, it is, look, they've had enemies since day one, but this cacophonous, synchronized, almost BLM, Antifa-like, syncopated, uh, uh, choreographed, I, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. My friends, please tell me you are liking this video. Please tell me you are subscribed. Please, please, I ask, I beseech, I entreat, I importune, I, 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 I entreat you to listen, listen, listen. And by the way, during these calamitous times, don't think for a moment, I'm telling you right now, that none of this cannot be possible here because it just takes one little, one little upset of the apple cart. To start the domino effect uh, in in place, and to have stores close and commerce close, and we we learned 
shelter in place at God knows what. And are you able to go a week, a week without food from the store? How about two weeks? How about 90 days? Can you do this? Well, listen to this. All right, fellow Patriot, let's talk about My Patriot Supply, the country's largest preparedness company. And it is more than equipped to stock your shelves in times of emergency. You can ditch the canned vegetables in the box, pasta and the banana chips and the jerky. Their best-selling three-month food kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners that last up to 25 years. Now, these meals offer over 2,000 calories every day with a balance of protein and carbs to keep you fed and ready to go in the event of an emergency. Just add water and heat, then eat. Start or strengthen your food supply with this three-month food kit from My Patriot Supply. So go to preparewithlionel.com to get ready. Preparewithlionel.com. I'm going to say it again. Preparewithlionel.com. Go now. What do you think is going to happen next? What do you think is going to happen next? Tell me. I have friends of ours, young people, good people, young people, smart people, good people, good, 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 good people, who for some reason or another seek to seek my my counsel. Seek my counsel. Carla, the cooking CEO, thank you, Carla. Thank you immensely. Most, most kind and mag. Not magniloquent, magnanimous, most philanthropic, most, most excellent. Thank you. You do know, my friends, there are, there is going to be, at some particular point, something that is enormous. Oh, 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 forget, forget. I almost forgot. When I was watching Shmooley and Junk Yogurt, I wanted to stop. And say, Shmooly, Junk, shut the F. I think you know what that F means. I think you know what I'm talking about. I think you know what I mean. When I say F, I mean, you understand what I'm saying? So when I say shut the F, it's not, it's not EFF, but it's an abbreviation. This is, this is, this is, this is critical. Listen to this. Do you think the Kazians were involved in, Israeli's war? My dear, my dear Linda, who is not? Let me make sure we get this. Uh, Hmm. Interesting. Did you know that the, the term... Interesting. The word Kazian. Uh, Kazian. Uh, Kazaria. People, uh, people who are, who are, by the way, uh, Lebanese, Lebanon. Interesting. That also uh, is, a, is a stimulating individual. Fascinating. I'm going to throw, I'm, I'm, I'm going to deep dive and plumb the etymology of that particular word. And I thank you for that. Well, let me go back a couple of things to you. Let me, let me explain something to you. In, in watching junk and, and uh, Shmuley, I wanted to stop and say, stop, 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 stop. Would you please, Shmuley, do me a favor. I love you to that. He's, he's one of the smartest people I know. But would you please lay off the history 
of the area. If you tell me one more time about how the 1967 and 67, 70, no, 48, 67, 73, the first divided, the second divided, no, 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 no. It's, it, it's, it's this, it's true. It's true. Please, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, um, it's, it's like when you're at the end of a relationship and you've ever seen somebody, you've been in the middle of either divorce, there, there's no explaining anything. When, when you are not in love, when somebody has hurt you, when somebody's broken your heart or, or defiled your marriage or betrayed you, it's over. You're not going to, there, there's no, you know, there's, there's no explanation. Like, let, let me see if I can explain this. No, there's no explanation. No, you understand the history. See, at the Christmas party, excuse me, it, we passed that. This is not a matter of me not understanding history. I hate you or don't love you or whatever it is. This is where we are right now. So what does Shmuley Botiak and others do? They keep rehashing the history. And where in the hell is Bobby Kennedy? He's no. Is it me? Is he just nowhere to be found? He's gone. What happened to him? Hell, I'm seeing more of Tim Scott or whatever his name is. Oh, please. Tim, it's over. You can come out now. Don't, don't, don't defile yourself. Don't, don't, don't humiliate yourself. It's okay. They love you no matter what. Stop this. Anyway, why are they doing this? Nobody gives a shit about the history. Nobody cares about this. What? Why do you go on Piers Morgan and say, if one person brings up the history one way, and you're bringing up the Armenian genocide, for the love of God, you don't understand something. You've got this place. Let's say this is this thing. This one place is representative of Israel. It's what you call Israel or Palestine or whatever it was. And depending upon the numbers, it might be seven million. This seven million. You basically have, in some time, in, in some instances, in, in greater Israel, as Mearsheimer calls it, almost the same number. They're not going anywhere. This is the Jewish state, Zionism. You, you, this, this is, this, this is, I don't know, all the papers. They are not going to cede their authority to their country. This is what they're telling you. They said, if you think we're going to give away our country, you're out of your effing. I think you know what that means, right? When I say F, I just want you to know it's. If you think they're going to do that, you're out of your mind. Two-state solution. Okay, you can have a little bit of this, you can have a little bit of this, but if you think we're going to share, oh, no, no, no. And if you think we're going to give up control of our, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. That ain't going to happen. Now you've got Hamas say, oh, yes, it will, because we're on a roll. And that little two-state solution, I don't know if we want the two-state. We just may want to take the whole thing. We may have had enough of this. Let's talk about our history. We don't want to hear your history. This is intractable. You've got people who are saying, 
that the what that what Gazans are living in is is an open air. Uh, I don't want to say concentration camp, but but it's not a prison camp because they didn't do anything wrong. You know what I'm talking about. We're not getting anywhere. You don't understand when you bring this up. Israel says you don't understand something. That's your fault. Excuse me, our fault. Yes, because Hamas is running the show. And you let these people take over, and we are not going to allow you to shell our country. Look at that. Look at what you're doing in the U.S. Look at these people are crazy. What was that? They look crazy. Let me ask you something. How do you think these people look to the rest of the world? It's one thing when you see from the river to the sea. But when you see people climbing poles and ripping American flags and wearing masks. Listen to me. Have you noticed? Have you noticed how the mask doesn't look as ominous anymore as it used to? Have you noticed that? Have you noticed how the mask used to scare people? Doesn't scare people anymore. Why? Because the mask is what we all were forced to do. We now there are people who love the mask so much they drive around in the mask. Do you know what? Do you see what's happening here? Do you see this? Do you grasp the notion of this? This is now. Let me ask you: How do you think this looks to the rest of the world? I got another question for you: Is this going to poop out? Is this going to just poop out again? Is this going to be one of those things where people say, okay, here we go. Give it two weeks. Don't forget the whole thing. Okay, that was October the 7th. Don't worry about it. It's a month. You think this is going to, do you think this is going to go away? Do you think so? Do you think so? Do you think this is going to go away? Let me ask you this question. Listen to me carefully. Are you listening? Are you listening to me? Are you one of those people who says, excuse me, pardon me, hello, yes. This is the United States here. You can't see it right now. This part here, this U.S., yeah. Over here, right around here, is where we're talking about. That has nothing to do with us. We're sorry. We love them. We want there to be peace, but we don't live there. We don't live there. Hey, black people. Hey, brown people. Hey, yellow people. Whatever. They're red people, but they're colors and purple people. Hey, uh, LGBTQs and uh, African Americans and uh, Asians and uh, Native Americans and every color under the rainbow. Guess what? Nobody gives a shit about you. We're talking about Gaza? What? Excuse me. That's ter- Gaza? There's terrible things going on with the with the uh, in Bhutan and there's problems and uh, you know with the Uyghurs. We don't have time for this. Excuse me. What does this have to do with us? How many of you are saying to yourself, 
what does this have to do with us? First of all, we wish there to be peace. It's none of our business. We have no control. What are we going to do? Start bombing them? I don't think so. It's not our fight. It's not our fight. What are we doing? What are we doing? We're already in it. We might as well be in it because the world says, hey, you and Israel are like this, which goes back many, many years. And that's the way it is. From the time of Harry Truman, we have been aligned with Israel. And that's that. But now we've got the whole world saying, yeah, we don't, you know, we, we, we know where this money is coming. The same way you America thought when you were wondering who's supplying the NVA and the Viet Cong and all those people fighting. Who gave those folks MIGs? And where did they get that money from? From China and Russia. We never forgot that either. This is scary stuff, my friends. This is scary stuff. But what does it have to do with us? I've got a friend of mine. I would tell you his name, but I'm not. He's a good man, but he's out of his mind with this. I mean, he I hate Israel. Would you stop it? You don't live any. What are you doing? Why are you getting into this? I'll tell you what. I heard the other day. Have you heard Scott Ritter? Scott Ritter is brilliant, but he goes nuts. He was on with Judge Knapp. I mean, she goes, and Israel gonna lose. Scott, take it easy. And Ukraine, Russia will crush them. My God, what the hell's going on here? Everybody's losing their mind. What? What? Wait a minute. Do you think this is going to go away? I don't think so. I don't think so. This hit a nerve, and this is this is not. So, where do you think it ends? Think about this for a minute, my friend. Let me re- let me remind you. Please like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit that little bell so you're notified of live streams and new videos. And you know, and before you know it, it's going to be Christmas time. And there's no better way to say you love somebody, that special someone, and also to to strike a blow against censorship and stand up for free speech than by patronizing our dear friends at MyPillow. Let me tell you about my great friends at MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. And by the way, use promo code Lionel. Use promo code Lionel and receive a free gift. No purchase necessary. And yes, I realize that gifts are free. It's a tautology. Get over it. Sue me. So what are we talking about? How about Giza Dream bed sheets? MyPillow 2.0. Sheets, slippers, percales, towels, quilts, bedspreads, mattresses, mattress covers, mattress toppers, linens, kitchen towels bathrobes, name it, items to luxuriate and relax. And don't forget, Christmas is just around the corner. And yes, it makes a great stocking stuffer and it's fine for dad or grad. Made by the greatest company from the greatest people in the greatest country. Or call 800-645-4965 if you're OG and see how quickly Michael and Del Andrews have phone. 800-645-4965. But don't forget, only use promo code Lionel. That's MyPillow.com. Promo code Lionel. MyPillow.com. Promo code Lionel. Is this man a genius or what? I believe so. I believe so. I believe so. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just say right now, let me just uh, stop and, and, and stop, the, stop the war. I want to get off. 
Ladies and gentlemen, George Keene and his machine graces us with his benevolence, graces us with his charity, graces us with his with, with his psychic philanthropy. It says, if I were a constitutional convention, I hope you're there. Not term limit for Senate, but repeal the 17th Amendment for direct election. That's very interesting because that's the way it used to be. Um, any of it, it's state's body. How's the people? Regarding the old argument, uh, John Quincy Adams was pretty darn old when he served in the House post-president, and he died there. George Keene, thank you, my brother. Thank you for your for your kindness, and thank you for this. Seriously, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Amazed and grateful, says, it has to do with us because we're paying for it, Lionel. Oh, that's that's it. But let me tell you something, George, and to you amazed. What I'm getting into right now is I'm seeing a lot of dear friends of mine, a lot of good people, a lot of folks who are not liking what I'm saying. And they're getting to the point where they feel like, for some reason, that because I am not sharing the same degree of of frothing uh, approbation of their ideas, that somehow I'm not on board. I don't even dignify that with an answer. You do know I'm an I'm a realist, correct? Correct. I only care about what's real. I care about what's real, the truth. I don't care about what the way things should be. Edie Crowley says, off topic, but I watched this bio came in from the cola, Richard Burton, very philosophical. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, is that Le Carre? Uh, uh, I, I believe so. I love those. Uh, oh, Burton. I believe it. John Le Carre, right? Uh, was it... Um, no, written excuse me, by Paul Dean and Guy Trosper. Interesting. I'm looking at... Yes. I loved the old days. You know, we don't have spies like that anymore, correct? You know that, right? We don't have... We don't have that. The whole spy game. <laughs> George Keene says, thoughts on Mayor Ataturk Adams. Oh, don't even, don't even uh, dare uh, confuse him with Ataturk. First, I've got to tell you this much. Eric Adams, please, please view my, my Twitter account. My, it's, I, I think it's particularly incisive and, and, and most, most pertinent and apposite uh, regarding uh, the mayor, who was a jadrool. He's an idiot. I despise stupid. Fran Leibowitz, who looks like Fra, Frabissima, you know, Frabissima, uh, Frabissima, Frabissima. I can't pronounce that correctly. Anyway, Fran uh, Leibowitz, who, by the way, cannot make any gestures with her face whatsoever. But she's funny and oddly. I, I don't know what Fran Leibowitz does, but but she said what I said exactly. She can't stand him, and she misses De Blasio. Why do I say that? Give me somebody that's corrupt. Give me somebody who's smart. Give me somebody that I can understand and I can read. But don't give me this man-child, this idiot, this fool, this simpleton who can't speak English, okay? He can't speak 
English. Not because he has an accent. No. He he's an idiot. And a lot of these big Wall Streeters and big money folks, there's more money here than you can imagine, saw this guy coming and they played him. Hey, Eric, Ewick, come with us. We're going to get you a table at Rayo's. <gasps> wow, you're cool, man. We like you. No, we really like you. And there's Eric and he was at the, at the he had a special tuxedo that was made that says, stop the gun violence. And oh, he's an idiot. And we knew something was up when all of a sudden, when he was on his way to meet Biden, and, and people say, do you think it has anything to do with the fact that he maybe, that he maybe uh, dared to cross Biden? You think maybe that has something to do with it? You damn right it had something to do with it. Because these people are vicious. George Keene says, in the L time machine, please compare Dinkins to Adams. Mayor Dinkins' uh, proposition of praising heaven, he wasn't the worst. Uh, no, no. Uh, by the way, Mayor Dinkins, David Dinkins was a, was not at all an idiot, a stupid, a gentleman, nice man. Uh, saw him on a number of occasions. He was a Marine. Uh, 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 Ray Kelly, if I recall correctly, used to salute him. He was both Marines. Uh, he was, in fact, crime was going down under Dinkins. Mayor, he was not a good administrator. Um, but, but what happened was, all of a sudden, this guy, he was he hires his cronies. There's this woman named Keechan Sewell. I call her Keychain Sewell. She was the commissioner, a woman, and she was very eloquent. And she basically was, she left to become, I think, assistant head of security for the Mets. She got out of there just in time. Well, when he was on his way to meet with Biden on the day that the search warrant broke, there was his campaign mistress or somebody, a 25-year-old that he might have, who knows? I don't know, I'm just saying. When she was, her place was searched, he went nuts, turned around, came right back. Didn't say, well, let me meet with the people from, you know, Biden. He says, oh, no, I got, I got to get back. Then the day he's walking and he said, give us your phones. Give us your phones. Now, let me ask you something. You, you may be more uh, phone savvy than I. Isn't all of the information on your phone in the cloud or something? You really need my phone physically? Or was that just to scare the shit out of him? I don't know. But he's, I mean, he is, he is just puckered up right now. He is sucking air. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. And he's a, he's a moron. And he's on his way out. He's on his way out and he's done. He's finished. He's finished. Uh, Michelle K. Squared said, I believe the Democratic Convention in Chicago will be mayhem in the streets. Johnson will do nothing unless media captures extreme violence. I tend to agree with you. I hope that is not true, uh, dear Michelle. Uh, Carter, the cooking CEO, says, oh, my God, blast from the past. Keen, Dinkins, what about Koch? Remember him? Let me tell you, uh, Koch was in his day. He was fine until he was upended by the Manus. Remember the problem? He was there too long. Listen, Carla, you're a CEO. 
one of the things you've got to understand, and I know you know this, with anything else, you've got to know when do you leave. There are one of there there are few institutions, marriage, where you want to stay. It gets stronger. It gets better. Somebody's married 20, 30 years. It's completely different than somebody married for a year. And the 20, 30 years is far better, but extremely different. But it gets better, stronger, gets more. Not people in power. Lame ducks, that's number one. Number two, the greatest mayor, the greatest mayor in New York history the, the big ones were Dinkins, LaGuardia, and um, Giuliani. Uh, LaGuardia was was so shape-shifting. So he, first of all, he loved the job. When you love being the mayor, when you love being the president, when you love it, it shows. And this is the most wonderful thing in the world. When you love being the the guy who really runs the show, okay? It, it's something that is, we met one time with the mayor of Haifa and he was explaining, because Lebanon's right there and he, he's explaining that during the Intifada, he had all these, he had these, he says, we're, we're, I'm not ready for a war. I'm a mayor. And he did things like he said, wait a minute. We have these kids. These kids are going nuts. What do we do? He says, let's go and let's use the, the garages, which are very fortified, they're underground, to have kids play. Anyway, make a long story short. This guy loved being mayor. Loved being mayor. Rudy, lo- oh, Koch loved being it. El Bingo, no one leaves anymore. Go out with grace. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, George, you're absolutely correct. But but LaGuardia shape shifting before my time, obviously. But he's read the read the news, read the funnies. Remember Sunday cartoons? He read them to kids. He loved being mayor. Let me tell you another, by the way, another great mayor. There was a guy from Tampa years ago, Nick Nucho, or spelled Nucio, but he was he was a Sicilian. He had the worst accent. He really could barely speak English, but he was the greatest mayor in the world. You know what he did? This is this is how old it was. I mean, I was a baby, a kid during his you know time, his tenure. You could go to his house four o'clock in the morning. He would get up like at four o'clock in the morning. His wife would make Cuban coffee and Cuban bread, and you know, and you could meet him. Bob Graham, great politician, loved doing. He would do a work a day. Lawton Child, Senator of Florida, got, used to walk the whole state. Anyway, that was it. Uh, 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 Koch, too long, too long, too long. If you're there too long, you build resentment, you lose efficacy, people. It's just, you, you, there is, after fish, you know, the, the, the house guests and fish, after a couple of days, they start to stink. So the same thing with politicians. Let me tell you about Rudy. Rudy was the greatest thing ever. Rudy was the greatest guy ever. Ever. He was 24 hours. I was at WABC at the time. It was a morning drive. And um, 
One day, Rudy, uh, I get this call. He says, Rudy would like to meet you. No, Rudy would like to see if you'd like to meet him and his friends for drinks at this place. It was a, it was a bar, like 58th Street or something, like somewhere in the, but it was this kind of funky bar where they had like cars inside. So anyway, I said, okay, sure, of course, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, be And uh, I show up at the, uh, at the knock of the door. And he's big guy. He had a security detail like you can't believe. And I said, um, I'm here to say, who are you? I said, um, uh, Lionel. Lionel what? I said, well, I don't really have a name. I said, look, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I've got the wrong. I don't know. I felt stupid. I said, like, they should have my name. He should be expecting me. All of a sudden, I hear from the back. Rudy says, let him in. Come on in. So I sat down. Very impromptu. Just friends, people talking. So this guy said, where are you from? Rudy says, Tampa. He's, I thought this is a setup. There, he's answering everything about me, telling me, I know who you are. I know where you're from and all this stuff. So anyway, the guy's talking. I said, well, don't ask me. Why, why don't you ask Mr. Know-it-all over here? So anyway, we got along. I loved him. I loved the guy. Well, you know, we weren't you know, asshole buddies, but but I, I loved him. He was, a, he was a great, great mayor. But let me tell you what he did. This is the most important. First, if I went to your hometown, if I went to your hometown, and this is important, and listen to me, Carla and George and Michelle, everybody else, if I went to your hometown and I say, I want you to meet, I want you to tell me, what do people in your hometown talk about? What's the thing that pisses them off the most? The one thing that everybody says, that's exactly right. Like, for example, if I ran, if I ran for governor or mayor or whatever it is, or king, I would make sure that there would be more uh, toilets and uh, seriously in ladies' rooms and men because there's always a line. Uh, to this day, if you haven't figured out the the uh, the uh, micturition and defecatory patterns of women by now, you haven't. Men can in a plant. We need more uh, things. If I ran on that, ladies, would you vote for me? If I said we have handicapped this, we got handicapped that, we got diaper changing. We've got to have bars. Okay, fine, fine. I want to have a rule that has more bat, more toilets for women. Women, not men, women. Don't you think you'd vote for me? Wouldn't you say, I love this guy because it makes the most sense. I've got all the, I've got all this, I've got all this crap that makes no difference whatsoever. And women could actually benefit from this because this is a real need. And I'm telling you, okay, and a mirror in each stall. That's it. There you go. A chicken in every pot and a mirror in every stall. Absolutely. The whole women's bathroom thing. It's just, it's just, I love when they say, I'm going to go to the bathroom. You want to go with me? What? I'm going to go pee. Do you want to, you want to go with me? I want to go with you. And do what? I never understood that, but they do this. So figure, okay, fine. Fosses that don't stop. Listen to this. This is a thing that drives people crazy. All right. So Rudy came along and what did he do? Okay, number one. Everybody here remember the squeedy men? Oh my God. It was it was it was it was kind of ingenious. You come out of the Lincoln Tunnel from Jersey, come in the Lincoln Tunnel. And as soon as you get out there and say, What the hell is this? Some guy comes up. Blah, blah, blah. What is this? He's got a bucket. Filled with nothing. There's no water in there. He's got a squeegee. And he comes up. 
And you say, whoa, 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 get away, get away, get away, get away. Don't don't touch my car. And he takes this smeary, schmutzy, greasy thing that's a squeegee, and he's going to smear your windows and pull back your your, uh, your windshield wiper. He said, no. And you say, no, 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 here, here, $10. Just go, go, go away. And they would hold your ho- you hostage. Drove people crazy. We still haven't seen them back in years. I don't know why. Every now and then they'll be, they're back. Front page of it. They're back. They dro- it was the bane of existence. Everybody in New York hated this. Like you cannot believe. Hated this. They'll squeegee people. And not everybody came to the Lincoln Tunnel. Holland maybe, but they, they never. Anyway, what did Rudy do? Gone. He lobotomized them and put them in some gulag island. They were gone overnight. Just gone. Rudy said, okay. Next thing he did, aggressive panhandling. This was great. People were scared the shit out of you. You would go into a to a an, an ATM and say, "What's this guy doing in there?" I don't know if I want to go in there. I got to. I don't care if it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not going in there. This guy with a cup. Uh, you know, had that green, that green, um, you know, that uh, blue, uh. uh Greek diner cup, you know, with the Parthenon. Uh, I'm not going to go in there. People get really aggressive, aggressive pain. Hey, give me, hey, hey. Rudy said, gone. <laughs> Just gone. I don't know what the hell he did. Then he did some things where he took the cops. And there was a guy named Jack Maple. Great man. He wore spectator shoes. They called him spats. He didn't wear spats. I know what spats are. He wore, you know, the brown and white bag. They were spectators. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He wore a bowler hat, bow tie, great guy, beard. He was a transit city cop. But he and a guy named Bill Bratton and John Timoney uh, did this thing called Comstat. And Comstat was this thing that the cops did, which is so terrific, CompStat, computer statistic. And CompStat was this thing that came in that if you worked in, let's say you were the captain, the head of the 2-4. By the way, in New York, they never said the 24th precinct, precinct, the 35th precinct. It was always the 2-4, the 3-5, the 1-2. That's it. Okay, that's if you're cool. The 1-2 was in the 1-2, the 1-3, and so all of a sudden, Monday, 7 o'clock in the morning, you show up, and all of a sudden, here comes here comes Maple, and, and they're saying, who the hell is this guy? It looks like Mr. French. He did. He had a big, had a big with a beard. It looks like Sebastian Cabot from Family Affair. Da, 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 da. With Vanessa Whitaker and uh, whatever. So he came in, and lo and behold, he was like, okay, you, what are you doing to stop residential burglaries? What are you doing to stop uh, domestic violence? What are you doing to stop? And the, the, the captain would say, what am I doing? Uh, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm, you're out of here. And they were, the guy would be doing a foot put beat, you know, in Staten Island or some places. Next. The next one said, holy shit, what is this? What is this? You never did that. To the, the cops had it easy. You were a captain. You were this far away from retirement. Screw that. Just leave me alone. I've worked my way up to this. They said, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to have to do. 
you're going to have to explain to us what you're doing to lower crime. What are, what are your numbers? What's your burglary numbers? We have them. We know what's going on. Rudy did all this stuff. Rudy was responsible. I mean, other people actually implemented it. Rudy was the greatest cop ever. Greatest, greatest mayor. Did everything. Teachers hated him. Firemen hated him. Cops hated him. Because he wouldn't give them their raise. Because he was, he, was he was a real class A prick sometimes. But greatest mayor anybody's ever seen. Greatest mayor anybody's ever seen. And he had cops that were aggressive like you can't believe. And let me tell you something. I'm telling you right now. By the way, thank you, Lionel's Indian Cigars. Savor the richest of Lionel's Indian Cigars. An exquisite blend for discerning aficionados. Unleash the spirit of indulgence. Great copy, by the way. Thank you very much for this. If I was... Now listen to me. Don't ever vote for me for any kind of mayor. Don't ever, ever... And I wouldn't be running. But I, I would be the worst. The worst. Why? Be a fascist. Be a fascist. What do you think fascism is? Does fascism mean totalitarian? Well, it can be. No. It's a merging of state and government and corporate. It's not what you think it means. But before that, before these got tough, people loved Mussolini. Loved him. Will Rogers was his best buddy. They were like best friends. Let me tell you what I would do. You want to hear what I'm going to do if I'm your mayor? Listen to me. Would you vote for me? I'm not going to tell you this. I'm going to have a special number. In New York, we have 911, of course, and 311. 311, you can kiss your, whatever, forget that. I don't know, I don't know what that is. You've got, no. We're going to have a number. We're going to have a special number. And we're going to do it like, we're going to do it like they do in China. And China, you're going to have a sector. Everybody's going to know who their person is. Captain McGreevy, Captain whatever it is. I'm in charge of this particular area. This is my number. This is my text. Call me. You got a problem? Call me. There's always somebody. 24 hours. Call. Call. Call me. Hello? Yes? I got a problem. I got these people over here. This is this this drives me crazy. I got these two people. They're drug addicts. And they're sleeping. And they got needles in my arms. Their arms. I don't want my kids to see them. And they're they're covered in their own waste. And they're in cardboard boxes. And it's ridiculous. It's unsightly. It's unseemly. It's unhygienic. It's wrong. It's loitering. It violates every conceivable law there is. And nothing can be done. Where was that, ma'am? It's on 38th Street and 7th. Okay, thank you. They're gone. But just do me one favor. Don't ask me where they are. That's all I want to tell you. Just, they're gone. Don't ask me where they are. You promise? You got it? Don't ask me where they are. Don't ask me. Okay. They're gone. Anything else? Not at all. Call me. And don't forget, vote for me next time. Anything else? No, that's it. Thank you. You got a problem? You call me. You call me. And all of a sudden, they have these people that just, I don't know why, they think they own the city. They just, and the smell of pot, I swear to God, I, 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 I think I'm going to change my mind on something. And it's not because of what I believed in initially. I've always said that marijuana should be a matter of personal liberty and choice. There should not be laws against it. 
except in public. You want to smoke it? Smoke your brains out. Go inside your home, provided it's not some, you know, some violation. But we are not going to smell this crap outside. No more. No more. I'm getting people are not getting contact highs. And let me also tell you something too. Believe it or not, I'm, I was a, a child of the '60s, actually in the '70s. You know what I mean? In high school in the '70s. And this this weed you're smoking, that ain't weed. I don't know what that is, but that ain't weed. It's not one smell, and there's no flavor to it. And there's no nothing to it. There was a time when it had flavor and smells and it smelled like Christmas trees and this one, that. There was a, there was a smell. This is one smell, one, you're killing yourself. And I want it off the street immediately. I don't want to smell this. I'm not, I'm not banning it, but you're not going to drink on the street. You're not going to urinate in the street and you're not going to smoke this crap on the street. Now, if you want to burn your, and by the way, it's going to fry you and you know it and I know it. If you want to do that, that's up to you. I don't care. But by the way, when you get when you're not unable to work because you've destroyed your brain because you've been smoking that crap your whole life, go ahead. But you're not. I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to help you. No, 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 no. Don't give me this. You know. Oh, can I tell you one more thing, please? I don't want to be cruel. How many of you are haunted by Matthew Perry giving you these lectures about? I can't stop it. You think I want to be an addict? You think I want to be an addict? Would you shut up? I know this poor guy's dead and everything. And by the way, I think you're going to be surprised what killed him. I don't know exactly what it was, but I think you're going to be surprised. And there's a whole lot of bad stuff going around in LA that people think they're getting, but they're not. I don't know what it is. Again, I have no particular... It's a tragedy. But I am so sick. Everywhere on YouTube. He's on some show. Lecturing. Peter Hitchens, Christopher's brother. Do you think this... Do you think I'm... Would that not? Do you think I want to be like this? Do you think I want to be an addict? Would you... Okay, all right. You're an addict. I'm sorry. Quit lecturing me. My God. Got a problem? Call the number on the screen now. 1-800-LINE-O-NOW. Got a problem? I like that just in general. Thank you very much for that. You have no idea. Let me explain something to you. And I hope you understand what I'm saying. I feel for you. If you are going through pain, everybody hurts. It's only Michael Stipe. As long as I don't have to see it. I don't want to see it. Mental health. God bless people. I don't want to see it. Have you seen Kensington? Look up Kensington, Pennsylvania. Right outside of Philly. Go on YouTube. Not now, but later. Go on YouTube. Look at Kensington. Oh my God. Unbelievable. You can't believe what we're seeing. And you know who all these people are? Young, white kids. And I don't think they're from Kensington. I don't know where they're from. But I don't think they're from there at all. Do you hear what I'm saying? I don't think they're there from there from at all. Anyway, that you've been so kind. I want you to make sure you follow Mrs. L. She's so critical. She is doing some wonderful things on YouTube. 
and they are absolutely holding her numbers back on Twitter. I swear to God, I don't know why. I know for a fact because the numbers go up and then they go right back to this predetermined number. I say, Elon, come on, man. She's trying to help kids. So do me a favor, follow her at Lynn's Warriors on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, or Lynn's underscore Warriors on YouTube, okay? Because she has just devoted herself to, I think, one of the most important causes of them all. And that's another thing, too. I'm changing my mind about a lot of stuff. Number one, the death penalty, I might be changing my mind on. Not because, well, I don't have any particular problem with it. I don't have a particular moral problem with it. I just am afraid we're getting the wrong people. But if it helps, if it does something, and I think it might do a tremendous job, especially when it comes to these child uh, molesters and pederasts and catamites and these horrible, horrible people. I think that uh, child predators are cowards, and I think they might be most amenable to that. So I'm willing to reconsider, number one. Number two, uh, change all laws regarding smoking dope outside. Okay? Big time. Big time. Number three, I have this idea where we live, we have a social compact. And my compact and my agreement that I make with you is I am not I am not going to, how do I say this? I am not going to do anything to annoy you. Do you understand that? I am not going to do anything to annoy you. I'm not going to hurt you, bother you, annoy you. Scream at you. You know, this morning at five my five o'clock, we have fireworks. We have these, these industrial fireworks all of a sudden out of nowhere. And there's nothing, you know. I want, let me just be very, very candid about this. I was a prosecutor, been around the system, I know what I'm talking about. I want to scare the shit out of all these people. I want them to say, oh my God. Do you know what happened to so and so? Yeah. This truck comes in the middle of the night. This black truck. And they, he, they just pick up these people. Strewn about. They take all their crap and all their boxes. They throw them in the back of this thing. I don't know. I haven't seen them. I don't know where they are. But they're not here anymore. It's like, with their, it's like power washed and they're gone. When that happens about two, three, four hundred times, where do you think these people go? They go someplace else. And they get out of my city. Get out. You know, quick story. Years ago, I was on a phone call with Rudy Giuliani on the air. And I said, I got a question. Is it possible for you to take all of these? And by the way, it's not homeless. These are mental. These are addicts or whatever. By the way, we need to reinstitute the idea of, of compulsory uh, psychiatric observation and with locks. Lock these people up for their own good and for my good and your good and our safety. So I asked Rudy, I said, what's your chances of you putting these people on a plane? Just saying, where'd you like to go? Any place in here. Where'd you like to go? In this country. Seattle. Good. Nice and warm. That's not that warm. How about, how about, you like Orlando? That's good. There you go. Here's a ticket to Orlando. First class. Now get the hell out of here and don't ever come back. Then all of a sudden, then Governor Florida would get these people like, 
we just had the third or fourth guy come from New York. He's got a one-way ticket. And I don't. Th- I think somebody's putting him on a plane. Pick up the phone. Rudy, is that you? No, that's not me. So I told Rudy just like that. And Rudy said, oh, you can't do that. I said, why not? Why can't you do that? I was dead serious. Guess what we're doing now? They put him on buses. These poor people. I'm sorry. It's not fair because these 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 uh, illegal immigrants. A lot of these people are just trying to get a better job, and we're we're treating them like 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 chattel. But anyway, they would send them to Florida or D.C. or or Carmelita Harris's house or whatever the hell it is. So anyway, it's it's time to get really really rough. And one more thing. One more thing. I only care about the United States. If I'm president, hey, I wish you all the best, okay? I'm going to wish you all the best. We'll do our, we, we will help as much as possible. We we have allies, certainly. We will do whatever we can to help you. But please understand something. This is your problem. And also understand, my fellow Americans, that when you, we have enough enemies as it is, and you know that the moment that these people in the world get the okay, get the sense that they can come after us and hurt us, they're going to be coming out of the woodwork. You know that, right? And it's going to be within, it's going to be before you know it. You're going to be seeing these people left and right because they're not satisfied doing what they're doing. In any event, that's it. Now, my friends, let me let, let me let me say a special thanks to, of course, one eight hundred Lionel now Lionel's Indian cigars. George Keene and his fine machine. George, thank you, dear friend. Thank you for your kindness, Carla, the cooking CEO. I'd like to know more about that. What exactly does that mean, cooking CEO? Sounds fascinating. Michelle K squared. Thank you, and that does not stand for ketamine at all. Edie Crowley, you know your lover. By the way, Edie, can you see your sign back there? There we go. Right there. There's your, your sign, your picture. Amazed and grateful. Thank you so much. Uh, Linda Hazlitt, everybody. Thank you. Edie Crowley again. Uh, Lionel Athletics. Uh, Mike's uh, <laughs> Watermelons. Raphael Ligonde. I love that. That's phenomenally great. Thank you. Um, Let me see it. And by the way, there's a lot of big stoners around here. That's really nothing to be proud of. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but there's a lot of people who've smoked a lot more than you have for a lot longer than you have. And it doesn't impress people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right? Okay. All right, dear friends. Have a great and glorious day. Thank you so much for your kindness, for your benevolence, beneficence, philanthropy charity your your heart for your heart thank you for your heart i appreciate that your heart as we say in england in, um, the irish your heart thank you for your heart as far as i'm concerned father thank you for your heart all right dear friends we'll see you tomorrow same bad time same bad channel 8 a.m get some sleep have a great and a glorious night thanks so much for watching and until then remember these final words these final words this denouement this Valedictory, this sayonara, this adios, this conclusion, this coda. The monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue ya. Ta-ta.